The Koi Gig Pod on Off The Ball. I'm grimacing because it was such an opportunity. Possession-wise, I thought they were good, but they didn't have the cutting edge and they don't have Sam Kerr. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. The Women's Six Nation Show on Off The Ball. With Vodafone, a proud supporter of the Irish women's rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. You're all very welcome along. Delighted to say that the Women's Six Nation show is back in action for another year. Ireland begin their campaign this Saturday, the 25th of March, away to Wales. Just to take you through the rest of Ireland's Six Nations fixtures, the 1st of April, it is Ireland versus France in Musgrave Park. The 15th of April, it is Italy versus Ireland away to Italy. The 22nd of April, then it is home to England again in Musgrave Park. And then for the final Six Nations game, it's on the 29th of April away to Scotland so a very exciting few weeks ahead that's for sure the Women's Six Nations show with Vodafone a proud supporter of the Irish women's rugby team we all belong to the team of us I'm very happy to say that I'm joined by former Ireland international and Grand Slam winner Fiona Hayes how's it going Fiona? Ashleen how are you keeping? Good good to see you good to hear from you and we're also joined by your former teammate and also a Grand Slam winner Grace David how's it going Grace? Yeah all good Ashleen Good. Speaking of Grand Slams, obviously we had the men's and the 20s, but we also had the 10th anniversary of your own Grand Slam. Fiona, was there any celebrations at all? <laughs> there was no celebrations. I think they forgot all about us. It just, uh, it just went by. It wasn't marked. Look, um, it was brilliant. I hadn't even thought about it. And I'm in a, a group WhatsApp from before with all the girls and someone put it up that it was coming up. So we, we had a bit of chats and a few pictures were sent in, but uh, nothing, uh, nothing too hectic. We were all in different uh, places. And I think uh, Grace came out to make me actually to have a point, but she was on off the ball. So she had to, she had no point. I think she was on the my wadi for the evening. Yeah, we met up with Fee and then she got a ticket to the match. So then she left us and went to the, <laughs> went to the men's game. So, oh god, so you couldn't get a ticket in then, Grace? No, no, like that's uh, do you know what? When you're kind of working in media stuff, mm-hmm. then you, you kind of leave it free because you just don't know what you're going to get. But no, like they're like hen's teeth, and sometimes I just don't even bother trying to get them, you know. I hear you, I hear you. And can you believe, Grace, that it has been 10 years? No, you know, I, I still feel like that person that was there 10 years ago, you know, you remember it so vividly. And then, you know, you've been through that roller coaster. And I think seeing the, especially seeing the under 20s when, it, you know, because that's that kind of same close knit vibe and you see that celebrations, it, it makes the hair stand up because you just remember that experience. And as Fee says, we all still kind of hang out and see each other. And uh, yeah, great memories. And it's, to when I'm coaching, you know, young players now and I realise, yeah, I'm 10 years older and they don't even <laughs> remember, it's it's kind of, you feel a bit old. Fiona, when you're out coaching, do the players realise what you've done, what you've achieved, that you are a Grand Slam winner? Absolutely not. <laughs> they don't care when you're when you're telling them what to do or, or helping them along their way. They've, they've, uh, they're looking at your funny when you're when you're saying that, and you can you can hardly say excuse me. This is uh, Fiona Hayes. I know you introduced me as Grand Slam winner every time. I, I get a smile on my face because I can't believe it myself. But look, it's it, it's funny. It's something that's there, and at the time, and especially even the World Cup a couple of years later, it was it was always said to us, "You won't feel it now. It's down the line." 
online this will really sink in when you're out and about and definitely if I have conversations now with people outside of this they think oh wow were you part of that and it's a massive deal and it's only since then when you discuss it now that you realise how big a thing it is and especially watching the lads in the 20s doing it uh, this weekend it was just something special yeah, it's absolutely massive. And you're, as you said, there's such a buzz around Irish rugby at the minute with the men's, with the 20s. It's really inspiring the nation. And Grace, we hope that this is the case for, for the women's. We hope that this transpires onto them and they can take a bit of inspiration from it. Yeah, and you know, they're listening to interviews this week and they're in the HPC and, you know, they're around that environment. And, you know, there is such a mix now between you know the men's under 20s and women's and you know they're professional now they're in that same environment and you know it's brilliant and I was thinking about this today and I was thinking you know what when you bring fresh blood in we seen it you know that 2013 2014 and when you bring youth in they don't really they don't hold the scars that we have over the years of getting hammered and things gone wrong so you know they don't remember the 2017 World Cup or they don't remember the heartache and not getting to it you know the the last World Cup so they'll be fresh with no fear and you know really relishing the opportunity and wanting to prove themselves and you know so so I think it's actually really exciting and, and we're probably the ones holding the fear of you know oh, oh no we really want them to do well and we want them to excel and, and succeed and we don't want to be stuck down this trough for too long. Yeah, a lot of these players are coming into professional environments and you mentioned the crossover there just between the men's teams and that's something that came up today just in the press conference with Greg McWilliams that they actually, you know, go alongside the men in the gym. They're going to get their coffees in the HSBC and they're, you know, talking away to the men's players and that's something that would never have happened before to, you know, be able to be lifting your weights beside the men's teams. Like Fiona, that, that has to be a positive in itself. Uh, that's absolutely huge and especially when you see how this Irish team are performing and you know you're looking at what they're doing in the gym you're looking what they're doing on the pitch and I, and I presume it, the women are mirroring that obviously different coaching setups but it would be probably similar in how they're approaching each day with their food their eating habits what they're doing in the gym um, going out there and I would just imagine that being in that environment is is something special we never had the opportunity to to do it but these these players are up there they're they're feeling for that and and they're doing it every day and to be like imagine having a coffee and Josh van der Fleer one of the best players in the world at the minute is just beside you doing lovely latte art on the top on a little heart on the top of his latte I mean just to be in that place and and to feel there and I think it's it builds that kind of relationship as well within the girls you know you're in that environment you feel professional it's now your job and you're trying to kick on and and get that bond like you would with your co-work workers anywhere else. Yeah, I'm down there a little bit just to do the the interviews, and you see them each and every day. You know that's what that's what they do. They're they're pro players now. They're two hours in the gym. They have their recovery, their analysis. Then they go out to the pitch. You know, it's it's completely night and day, Grace, of, of what it used to be. Yeah, totally. Like when I think I actually know I'm tired just doing my everyday job, so I don't understand how I actually was able to do my normal stuff because. Um, you know, I was working all day. I was getting up at six in the morning. I'd go to the gym at six in the morning. I'd then go climb cranes all day, do manual work, grab a bit of food, head to the rugby pitch, do my conditioning uh, or go rugby train that evening, 
get home, grab something from the freezer or something I'd pre-prepared and go to bed and do the exact same the next day. And, you know, even on a day off you were or an evening off, you were trying to rest and get as much rest as you could. So you wouldn't be going to the cinema because you'd be like, no, I'm training again in the morning. So, yeah, it, it's great. It's that recovery time. It's that like time to analyze stuff you're doing, time to just keep a ball in your hand, work on your individual skills, stuff that's not too tiring, you know. And it's just really good to build up that environment. And it's it's basically what, like, I remember we had a couple of guest coaches come in. We had, like, Joe Schmidt come in and uh, Les Kiss. And just even those wee nuggets of information you were able to get from them was huge. And, and so I can imagine just being around that all the time. And, you know, there's so many different views of, of coaching that you can pick up little nuggets from everyone. And the rest time is huge. The S&C is huge. You know, and the correct nutrition, the biggest thing when you're so busy trying to fit everything in is where do you get time to cook? Where do you get time mm. to make sure that you're fueling up well between sessions? And and the fact that that's all laid out for you and it's all structured for you uh, makes it a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, just when you mentioned the, the guest coach, like today, Greg had mentioned that, you know, he'd say to Andy Farrell, would you mind if we came out to watch the session? And Andy would look at him like with 10 heads going, of course, come on, come out and watch. Like things like that is just so brilliant to see. It definitely shows the progression. But at the same time, I don't want to get too far ahead. There's still a long way to go, it feels as well, Fiona. Yeah, there's there is a long way to go. And look, I think this Six Nations, I think, will say a lot about where this coaching group are at, where this team is at. Um, they've outlined from the offset that they're sticking with the players they have available. So we know there's going to be no outside interference from the sevens coming in or the sevens leaving, which is is really good. Obviously, the sevens players are just immense and fully professional, and you'd love to have them. But it's great that they've, this coaching group has laid out those foundations from the start. And I think everyone. They've had that year together with the team. They've built their bonds. You know, I, I think it's quite interesting. A lot of the players um, are talking about how structured the play is and they've provided them with patterns to kind of help the players relax so they can go back to that. And obviously, they, they're obviously given the reins to, to go out and enjoy themselves after a couple of phases. But it's good to hear them talk about this phase play and they have this set up. And I think as a coaching group, and we see with Andy Farrell as well, if you always have a place that you can go back to if things are going wrong you know and everyone is on the page, same page and you go back to maybe it's a couple of phases with the forwards to one out the back or something similar small like that I think if you if everyone is on the, the same page and this team look like they're all heading in the same direction I think it's going to make for exciting rugby because what I've seen out of these girls um, especially you know the first game in Japan a couple of the combined provinces I was watching them I, I've been involved in the Interpros I think there's an enormous amount of talent out there and it's trying to get the best out of this talent and I think we'll see a lot of that in this Six Nations Yeah the Japan uh, tour was so important for them then they had the the Celtic challenge as well great that was another element that sort of added them a bit more game time maybe to develop some girls to, to give them the chance at international level yeah, it's just about that step up. You know, you're getting to play for your province. You know, you might be struggling, you know, especially say up here in Ulster, we haven't won a game in 11 years and 
you know, that's really difficult playing for a team that's losing all the time. So get the opportunity to go into the next level, to go play combined provinces, be coached by different people, be around different people, uh, maybe a different style of play. And, and it's just that exposure and getting the opportunity to play against, you know, some of the development players. I, I don't think the standard was as high as we expected. I think Ireland probably played a lot more experienced players than others. So with the Japan, the combined province is brilliant, but I still think, you know, we have to be realistic in the fact that every other country in this six nations have played in the World Cup. They have played high level rugby. This Welsh team has played against New Zealand twice, you know, so they're, you know, battle hardened by now. And, and then they're bringing in a couple of new people. So, you know, that's the big key thing for this Irish team. Yes, they've played some games, but they haven't had like a test match pre-Six Nations, and they haven't had a test match since those Japan games. Yeah, just on that, I, I think it's interesting, Gracie, as well. Like um, You're talking about the North. How amazing is it for Sive McGrath, you know, this uh, yeah. 18, 19-year-old prop that's just come in straight into this starting loose head spot. I mean, that's not easy. I've seen her. She had her chance to shine in the combined provinces and especially with Ulster um, over the, the couple of games over the Interpros. I was hugely impressed. I mean, she's an absolute athlete. You can see it, but she must be showing something really good in camp for her to get her for them to push Linda back to tight it and, and force her way onto the starting spot and I think for Ulster Rugby and for the kids around that to now look and say oh look we have you know Cook player at uh, number one you've got Brittany Hogan as well from Ulster so I think it's it's about getting these players into the environment starting teams because kids will only remember the names they're, they're seeing out in the pitch and I think for Ulster Rugby to have that it's absolutely massive and especially for the girls growing up because now it's very visible to them it's so and, visible and yeah come, go ahead sorry, Grace, Ashley, that's brilliant that, yeah you know that comes now from the fact that the RFU are putting in those pathways, the provincials mm. are putting in that pathways. Saeed McGrath is not used, is well used to high performance. You know, she was involved, I think she maybe came in at under 18s, Ulster mm. level, you know, and then got picked yep. up and, you know, she went straight from Ulster under 18 straight into Ulster seniors and then, you know, straight into combined provinces. So she's had that really good pathway for from a young age and hopefully that's what we'll see coming forward now is players getting connected very early on. And for Saib coming in at 18 years of age to start in a Six Nations game, like this is massive. But she, as you said, Fiona, is obviously showing signs that she's she's well up for, for that challenge, Grace. Yeah, and like she's really good attitude, really hard working player from anyone that I've talked to that coached her at underage provincial level, like just, you know, a real workhorse. I, I went and watched some of the cup games and, and the combined provinces. Yeah, and like just real good ball carrier. But it, like it's, it, you know, the key of every uh, prop is their scrummaging fee and you'd know more mm. about me. But, you know, you can be great around the park, but if you can't manage that set piece, you know, especially at, at uh, international, level you know you have to be competent and and this is where we're we're breeding these underage girls we're, we're coaching them early we're, we're getting them set up so that they are able to to make that step up and get, and get more coaching more specific to their position and, and that's really really crucial for their own safety and for the game.
Yeah, and I suppose I was just a little bit worried. You know, you had the likes of who went to Japan, you had the likes of Katie O'Dwyer, um, who's not involved anymore, um, and Chloe Pierce. Um, we've Laura Feely, you know, they um they didn't take contracts, maybe weren't selected. And I was I was kind of worried about uh, you know, that front row position. I know we'd Linda, I was thinking, I think there was a time where I was talking about uh, contracted players and Linda was the only prop up there. I was asking, was she scrummaging against herself and the machine or what was what was going on up there but they they seem to be investing now in that area and we see I mean Nevo Dowd from Old Belvedere is another player who's been great now I know she switched to back row for Leinster over the Interpros but it just shows the ability she has around the park and being up in camp um, the girls talk so highly of uh, Fogarty coaching them at scrum time and to be able to feed off his information in that environment when he's up there if he shows his head in as you said having a coffee or whatever you can ask him questions and it's all this kind of stuff which will stand to these young girls because you know you're talking about a starting loose head at 18 that's not it's very very rarely seen because it's such a specialised position but if they can get that scrum right they can just reach the absolute top of the world with this especially as I said Nevo Dowd and we know Chrissy Haney as well on the bench is, is a powerhouse as well so they, they have the players they just need to invest in this scrum because set piece is key I say it all the time and people like Greg ignore me go away go away backs are the most important thing people want offloads but if you can't get that right and we saw at the weekend like the men's but even the 20s I mean the scrum and the set piece was outstanding and that's what gave them the ability for go forward ball you mentioned not having the, the sevens players I think it's great in one way that we know now you know early on that you're not going to have them but also at the same time you're looking at the likes of Avian Parsons Eve Higgins you know these are massive players that were going in without I know it's great to have two strong mm. squads and that that's where we want to go but at the same time it's still tough not to have them Grace in the, the start of the Six Nations Yeah I, lo- I look back on the this game last year the first game of the Six Nations last year and Baron Nicole Cronin she's the only one that survived I think Avian Riley's probably out injured at the minute mm. and you have Emer Considine's obviously uh, I'm not sure if she's retired or if she's uh, stepped away for the for the time being. But yeah, so she's a baby. Yeah, she's yeah, had a so, baby. Um, but huge, huge names gone there, which is a big thing. But for us to develop, and we've said it for years, and we maybe weren't at the point where we possibly could, but now we're at a point where we need to keep them separate. We need to decide whether you're sevens and 15, even for your conditioning. When you're 15s, you need to be stronger. You need to be bulkier. You need to carry a bit more muscle on you you know for sevens you need to trim down you need to be able to run those uh, lengths of 100 meters you know over 14 minutes so it's a total different conditioning it's a total different type of game you come into we've seen Lucy Mulhall struggle in the World Cup qualifiers you know slotting into that uh, wing position and, and covering those kicks and you know that's the difference between 15s and sevens and you can't just kind of you can mix between the both but at, at international level it's not really feasible because we have such a short time to prepare for it and when we look going forward you know they're on the world series they're wanting to qualify for they're in line to qualify for the olympics with two legs to go so their ambition is to get to an olympics and then you look at 15s 15s now is going to be the world 15s um in the autumn so then the sevens players aren't going to be able to fulfill that anyway so you know 
if you rely on your sevens and don't develop your 15s, then you're going to suffer in the long run. So I think now developing these young players, you know, seeing Natasha Behan coming in and, you know, Dal- Dalton has been amazing. Actually, I thought she really stood mm-hmm. out in combined provinces and, and she is like a little... Uh, a young uh, Lynn Cantwell, you know, the way she plays, low centre of gravity, big tackler. And, you know, so it's exciting to see players like this come in and mix in with the likes of Enya Breen and, and, and Nicole uh, Cronin. So they're getting opportunities. They're really good. And Dan O'Brien, really good player, you know, has been in 10 of that combined provinces, which is crucial and like has a huge boot, has been really excelling in Old Belvo uh, and with Leinster. So, it's really good mix and, and I think they're going to just get stronger with the more game time they get. What's your view on it, Fiona? Yeah, I'm similar with Grace. I know she mentioned Lucy Mulhall, but I've been uh, I've been burning people's ears for a long time saying I'd love to see her at 15 for uh, uh, an Irish. I'd love to see her at full back. But look, I think it's, it's, it's great. Everyone is like what's going on or the sevens in I mean Neve Briggs came out in the media as well part of the coaching staff she was made it clear that we are very happy with our coaching group you know um, our, our sorry our, our players who we've got our, our players and I think it's essential for the dynamic of that group to feel wanted so I think that was an issue as well you had you were starting one week then you were pulled for a sevens player who you knew was going away um, maybe in two weeks and I think the psychology people forget or around the psychology around that and as a player you're constantly thinking and no matter what a coach tells you um, if you're pulled off and you're pulled on so there's a lot came into play within the dynamics of that group whereas from the offset they have now said look this is separate I think it's brilliant I mean we've one of the best seven teams around and their players are absolutely outstanding and could if they played 15s at a high level could all nearly walk on the squad at some stage or the other because they're they're absolute athletes but I think it's good for rugby in Ireland that we're able to kind of separate these now um, Obviously, the likes of Baben would love to probably come in and someone, especially that's on the wing, there might be a slight chance that they could cross over a little bit easier because they're used to that long running and that fitness is slightly similar. But like when you had, when you were putting people in and out of the pack, I think that made a huge difference. So look, some of the players aren't available, but I think it's exciting for this coaching group to be able to develop these. You spoke about Aoife Dalton. She was absolutely immense for Leinster in the Interpros. Um, I wasn't sure if they'd give her the start. I know kind of looking they've gone with sevens so that was an area I was very keen to see um, what they were going to do in that centre area because we saw Stacey Flood last year we saw Eve Higgins last year and and they're gone out of the picture now so it's given a chance for the likes of Enya Breen Aoife Dalton to build those connections and Grace will understand that a little, or will be able to explain that the connections between you know 12 and 13 is essential people talk about 9 and 10 but the, the centre connection is absolutely huge and we saw a breakdown in Ireland in the past where you know we had electric back three and we couldn't get them the ball so it, it's really good that they have the ability now as a coaching group to, to work on that and and have a Six Nations to see how these guys go That is actually a really good point to bring up Grace just on that centre partnership how important is that? Yeah, it's it's crucial, and it's not till you put someone at thirteen and say defend here that they realise how you know how hard it is, especially when you're you're playing a three and a half to defend. So your fifteen is back, your wing is hanging back, especially against a kicking team, and and you're that last defender. You're trying to coordinate when to let wing come back up. You're trying to pull twelve and ten out with you, and. And, and you have to trust your inside. And if you don't trust your inside, you're showing them the outside. And 
And if you don't trust, you know, you can jam in. So it, it is crucial to work with each other, get that confidence with each other. And, you know, you have to work with that person and, and understand what way they play. Do they do they sidestep back in off their left foot? Do they do a, a, a double pump at their pass? Do I have to delay my run slightly on attack? You know, defensively, are they going to jam in? Or are they going to hold off a little bit and, and read the play? So... It's just, and and I think that's where this um, professionalism is great because, you know, I remember the World Cup with sitting with when I was 12 and like Nora Stapleton and sitting with her at 10 and you're going, right, how do we work together here? What What is it that New Zealand are doing and what do we need to do? And especially like when it was, say, myself and Lynn at the World Cup and you're you're trying to link together and, and figure out what is it we're going to do here and what what is the best way, especially against the different teams. So it's a good relationship and, it, and it's it's about trust and, and, and working hard together. And it, it is one of these positions where you have to work work so hard off the ball. Yeah. yeah, and just with that, sorry to just even when you look at the men's game, you know, people were saying, oh, you know, Bundy moved to 13. We saw yeah. a massive shift in, in how de- how Ireland defended. So even the slight bit of, um, you know, we, we realised how important Ring Rose was or Robbie was and it's to take nothing off Bundy, but he's he's played so much at 12 that that shift kind of made a huge difference to how Ireland defended. So it's it's trying to build those connections and it's, and it's perfect that both Enya and Aoife are in camp now and all so kind of contracted as well so they're getting to feel each other out every day yeah that's a good point it's massively important to have that relationship we might bring you through some of the team news we've mentioned some of it there obviously Nicola Friday will captain the side from the second row two uncapped players are named in the match day squad we mentioned 18 year old Ulster prop Cybe McGrath she's selected in the front row impressed I suppose in that Celtic challenge competition uh, Leinster's Nebo Dowd is also in line to make her debut off the bench and Ireland backline contains an exciting blend of youth and experience Maeve Dealey Eva Dalton Natasha Behan all made their debuts during Japan in that historic tour and they're set to make their, their first Six Nations appearances so that's a very very exciting time I suppose Grace for you what did you make of that starting team is there anything that you changed or anything that surprised you there um, no, like I, I thought I was interested to see, you know, it's hard to know with a new season what way a coach is going to go. And you're like, will he keep, you know, we've seen Wales men's team and you're like, it was, you know, bring in the old hands or, or bring a fresh start. So it was really difficult to know. But for me, you know, I'm just glad to see the cohesion with the um, the guys that are playing in England coming back over, the likes of Eve Jones slotting back in and Nicola Friday and Sam Monaghan. I think they're going to be crucial stalwarts within that, you know, huge tacklers bring great physicality, playing decent rugby week in, week out. And then, you know, Brittany Hogan coming back from injury, um, unfortunately got injured just before, uh, in the friendly game against Leinster before mm-hmm. the Interpros and missed out the Interpros, which was hard for her. So it'll be good to, for her to get rugby time. Hasn't had much lately, but, you know, so it'll, you know, try and get her into the blocks at eight, uh, especially against Lewis for Wales. And then... Sophie McCabe has been doing great since she's changed to nine. She was involved uh, in Japan. She moved to nine and then she was in some of the sevens, I think, with nine. So um, has improved her past very fast, very flighty. And then Nicole Cronin, mm-hmm. you know, 10, you know, it, it's another, you know, 
place for this Irish team where we're just struggling. You know, Stacey Flood slotted really well in and then Nicole Cronin took over last year. So it'll be interesting to see how she how she does. You know, hasn't, would I be right in saying, hasn't had much runny, uh, rugby fee? Would that be right in saying? Or has she played with yous or... Yeah, so she played the whole interpros with us. Um, so she was she's really good, um, and outstanding. Had a really good interpro series. I suppose the thing about Nicole is I know her a long time. Is she's such a small? I call her a little terror. She's absolutely brilliant. She's like a she is the head of a back row and how she acts, but she does get kind of injuries because she sticks her head in places she shouldn't be getting in as a ten. But she's definitely got um up to speed, and I know she's played a couple of games as well with Bose. Um, um, to, to after the injuries as well, so she's she's okay. definitely had game time, yeah. And then like it's really good because she has the experience then of Enya Breen outside her, so like it's kind of a a mixture then of that you know with Enya Breen and Nicole Cronin are going to be two crucial positions in that uh, team, especially in the back line to try and manage all the new the new people, Aoife Doyle as well. So it's kind of a speckling of of. Uh, you know, experience with the news. And then on the bench, you know, a, a surprise for me is probably Dervla Nikavard. She's been playing back row, you know, so now it, she's in as a hooker. So that's going to be interesting. I think she's quite small for a hooker, but then, you know, Neve Jones does a, a brilliant job in there. But, and I know Dervla has been a hooker in the past for Ireland. So it's it when she moved away from Ireland, she wasn't a hooker anymore. And then she was back as a back row. So she's slotting into that um, hooker position. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how she goes. I think O'Dowd has been brilliant, really strong player, work right around the park, big, big carries, gets up off the ground again, just works. Uh, so And then Chrissy Haney back off injury will be great. And then, yeah, so it, it's really interesting because they've done a split, so they've only two backs on the bench, so they obviously know the physicality of this Welsh team. So, you know, having the likes of Hannah O'Connor, Grace Moore, Joe Brown to be able to come on in that second half and, and, and finish the game off. And, you know, Dana uh, O'Brien will be brilliant to slot her in a 10, give her an opportunity if things are going well, you know, and, and you can move move things around. And I, I think Vicky Irwin, I think she's like um, a really... I played with her and I coached her. She's a brilliant player and doing really well at Sale Sharks and, you know, got her opportunity last year against mm-hmm. uh, Scotland. And, and you know, it's really good to see her back in the squad. And, and I think she deserves an opportunity and see how she goes and, and can cover a lot of different positions as well. Just mentioning Wales and the challenge that they possess, definitely a physical challenge away to Wales. It's a tough one to start off. Fiona, I suppose it feels like a must-win game if we want to target this, you know, third place position that the, the players have talked about in the in the last few days we must win against Wales is, is how you'd probably look at it Absolutely this is huge if they're targeting the, the place this place to get on that World 15s um, which is you have to finish in the top three mm-hmm. um, I think this is is obviously the game that they're looking at and I also think if I was coaching as well obviously you don't look forward you know you focus on the moment but just to bring it up I think if they could get that win in Wales that that France are there to be taken as well they have lost a few key players and if they can get confidence um, in this Wales game they'll definitely be going forward very positive but Wales we know what they're like they're the same old team the whole time we know they're a big pack we know that they get very very physical around the breakdown um, they like to Grace will tell you they like to stick their hand in and uh, do a few things they shouldn't be doing and that's what they bring They they love that area of 
the game and they're 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 always have been exceptional at, at set piece as well. They pride themselves on their scrum. So these these props that aren't capped, these young guys definitely will be up for a big fight in, in that front row battle. But I think, you know, you've the likes of Jasmine Joyce, um, she's not around um, she's playing the seven so they've lost a couple of key players I mean their six last year Alicia Butchers was outstanding she got she done her ACL unfortunately and she was out for the World Cup and she won't be playing either so they've lost a few key players in their pack and and we know this Ireland team can beat this Welsh team so I think it will be how they travel how they approach how they start the game if you give Wales a sniff at home and they get a couple of tries ahead it'll be very hard to take it back but if Ireland can hang on in there I think we're fitter I think we're faster and as the game plays out I mean bringing on that bench it's it's one of the most dynamic benches around the park especially I've seen in an Irish uh, team for a long time so I'm, I'm excited I think it's definitely a possible win game but they have to go out with the mindset a confident mindset they have they all have games under their belt there was mm-hmm. times where I was talking about Irish teams and they haven't played enough 15s now they've all been playing rugby so I'm really looking forward to it well, Fiona, you had the tough job of picking your, your team to look out for. Do you want to take us through your 15? Yeah, sure. Um, look, <laughs> there's. I obviously didn't know any of the squads, but I think I was on the money with a few. So look, um, you have to look across the board and there's some exceptionally talented players out there. But Anelle Deshaies uh, at Loosehead is for France. She's a formidable four. She, she had a great World Cup. I thought her scrummaging was outstanding. I mean, she's so good. France leave her on the pitch generally for 70, 72 minutes each game. Um, she's just a great player to watch and exceptionally dynamic around the park. So I think she was someone especially with this French team as I said that have lost numbers will stand up Neve Jones in hooker um, just showed us last year how immense she is and I'm watching her over in England she's getting better and better and better and I think she's someone that we'll talk about in years to come as one of the best um, hookers around that Ireland has ever had there's been quite a few but she'll be up there Sarah Byrne from England um probably last Six Nations was injured she didn't play as much game time but she's had a good World Cup under her her belt now and she's been playing a lot of rugby and she is an absolute powerhouse I mean scrummaging wise she's she's just come on so much but um, she can you know she's handing off people left right and centre in every game and she's she's massive um, Sam Mon and Grace touched on her earlier in second row um, I just think she's going to bring it to an even bigger level this year she was probably my standout player for her and last year we hadn't heard much about her I knew of her and just watching her in every game she was outstanding so she's someone really to look out for um, and her Gloucester teammate Cecilia Tupulatu is someone Wales have earmarked two, two years ago she comes from a, a big rugby family and you know she was kind of there there about second row back row but she seems to have nailed down her, her second row spot alongside Sam Mane now and she's in the premiership and you know she's one of the contracted players with Wales so I think she's going to have a big tournament um, Alex Matthews at six is someone who's outstanding Grace will even talk about her and she's not even on the England squad this week they they, they have that much at their disposal she had an excellent World Cup um, she's been around years with England and every time I watch her um, she's just the epitome of sixes to me she works around the park all day every day I think we will see her over the course of the tournament and she'll she'll definitely give it to Ireland if she's playing against them um, for seven maybe 
Vogue O'Leary I coached her in the Interpros this year and what a player a lot of people think she's too small for international rugby I think she'll, po- she'll prove people wrong people said that about Claire Malloy a long time ago so she gets around she's a poacher she works hard and she's she's outstanding to watch and her work rate her ethic everything about her is brilliant so she's someone who should have a big uh, Six Nations um, eight from Scotland we've Jade Congal Roberts around the block a long time has been playing with Harlequins a couple of years ago she took a year out to, to work away and she I think she's come back as as even a better player she rejoined the Scotland squad and she just gives everything at eight so she gets you go forward ball gain line every time um, Leanne Infante at nine I mean she's just one of the best nines around we speak about you know the Kiwi nine and you know we've had a lot of nines retire but she's someone that's just stuck her hand up all the time from England she's in and out and they have loads of nines at their disposal but if you ask any player that's played against her she is uh, just such a threat at rock time and her passing is absolutely just on the money every time um, I've done a sneaky one here I put Enya Breen in at 10 because I, I had to fit a few others in but look she's definitely someone to watch out for um, she potentially could play at 10 she has played with Ireland at 10 and she's immense Aoife Doyle is another play- grace touch on her as well she's been knocking around a long time I mean, she played in when we won in 2015. So she's around. She was in the sevens for a while and she's back playing. And I coached her with Munster as well this year. And she's probably playing some of the re- best rugby I've seen in a long time. She looks relaxed. She looks like she's enjoying her game and she'll never stop telling people what to do. And that's what you want out of your back three. Um, Hannah Jones, the Welsh captain, had a great Six Nations and a great World Cup at 12. She's someone who's who's hugely influential. And for her to get the captaincy this year with Alicia Butcher's gone, I think shows that when be like sure a lot of respect and she's a great player um, from Italy last season last Six Nations Beatrice Rigoni was just immense she was everywhere she's probably one of the standout players for Italy She her footwork what she does with the ball she's she's definitely someone I think will be huge for Italy again in this team um, Claude MacDonald we talked about players uh, moving she was nine for England she had a career ending in uh, brackets we thought we'd never see her play again but she moved from nine onto the wing probably not as much contact. She got her neck right and had a huge World Cup for England. People you weren't even talking about her and then after the World Cup, they were like, where did this winger come from? She's immense and she will definitely cause teams damage. She works so hard and is, is exceptionally fast as well. And then you can't but not talk about Emile Boulard um, from France at fullback, probably definitely one of the most... Uh, you know, a skillful fullback. She'll try anything. She's a great kicking game and just uh, exceptionally physical as well when, when players are coming down her channel. So that's the 15 I've uh, chose to look out for the tournament and I'm sure Grace will be giving out about a few there. What a team. That is not hard to do. And just to mention Maeve O'Goleary, that's someone I'm really excited to, to see how she goes in the Six Nations. That's a, that's a great shout. Grace, what did you make of it? Any changes? Um, yeah, just writing my notes here. Yeah, <laughs> two pages long. So, here, you know, it is really difficult to start with Six Nations because you just don't know. You know, there's new coaching from France and Italy, so you don't know what they're going to go with. There's a lot of changes, a lot of retirements. But yeah, I think for, you know, for the front row player, Fee is definitely nailed the front row. You know, De Hayes, unbelievable. Neve Jones immense because like she did the most dominant tackles in the Six Nations last year. So. Uh, spot on front row, uh, second row, Tipolato. I don't know if um, Poppy Keel is 
Dyson in there with second row, as annoying as she is as a player, you know, that's because we need to play against her. But, um, you know, she is she is huge. She's unbelievable. You know, her she's so strong and physical. And, you know, if England get anywhere close to that line, you know, she's going to drive them over it, no doubt. Like, so I think keep an eye out for her in second row. Uh, and then... Just, I suppose, uh, Conkle totally agree with eh? but just especially for this weekend, you know, people don't realise, but, you know, with uh, Sarah Hunter retiring this year, uh, this this weekend, like, you know, she's deciding to retire at the start of Six Nations in her home uh, of Newcastle with 141 caps, like, won a, won a World Cup, has won 10 Six Nations, nine Grand Slams, has an MBE, like, you're just going, what else can this woman do? So, I think a special shout out to her just for, you know, a, a stellar career. And then, um, big one at nine, I think, Sansu has retired from France, you know, and everyone's like, oh, my God, huge loss. You know, she did her knee in early on in the World Cup. And it was really sad to see her not not relish in that in that environment. Mm. But what we forget is when Sansu came in, she only came in because uh, Bourdon cut her finger in a cooking accident. So, um, you know, Bourdon stepped back in that World Cup. And I think she is another player to watch. You know, they're actually partners. So Sansu wants to have kids and Bourdon is, is filling their partner's shoes and, and slotting back in. So it'll be interesting to see whether she plays on Sunday. With and that, then, sorry, Grace, to interrupt. With that, I thought they might move her to 10 with Ruan gone with the sevens. I thought Bourdon might, might be playing 10. Then, unless if they don't go with Tremulia. Yeah, I heard them talking about a this uh, new ten that was involved. She got um she was involved in the sevens. She got okay. like sevens uh, up and coming player of the sevens series. So it'll be interesting to see whether they do go with that experience or do they you know flash in the pan you know who they're playing they're playing Italy do they give this uh, young gun her name slips me right now but give her a go so it it will be interesting whether she will but any reason not playing that either (laughs) (laughs) and then um, another one just to watch out is Amber Reid she's Mm -hmm. been like a stalwart in the English game we probably haven't seen her over the last few years but you know the fact that um England are missing some of their key players in that centre partnership. You know, we see Amber Reid and and she's just an immense player. She's hugely physical. You know, she runs beautiful lines. So just keep an eye out for her for England. It's only about five or six changes in there, Fiona. You didn't do too bad. <laughs> All the backs as well. She knew, she knew not to mess with the, the pack with me. <laughs> well, we'll finish up with a prediction for the game then. Fiona, you can go first. Yeah, I think Ireland will get the win. I think it'll be a tight game, but I think they'll they'll win by maybe four or five points. Very good. We'd be happy with that. And Grace, for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be like a high scoring game. I'd love like a bonus point for Ireland. I'd love, you know, I still think it'll be close, but I, I think they have, you know, the skills to, get to score tries. And um, so I'm I'm you know, thinking in the 20s each, but for Ireland, just to pip it, hopefully they ha- they've they learned from last year and they'll not ease off the gas in the last 20. Brilliant. Well, fingers crossed for an Irish win. And that's all we've time for today. The Women's Six Nations show of Vodafone, a proud supporter of the Irish women's rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. My thanks to Fiona Hayes and Grace Dava for joining me. And we'll be back at the same time next week. See you then.
The Women's Six Nation Show on Off The Ball. With Vodafone, a proud supporter of the Irish women's rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.